So no one distracts you and steals your crown. Everybody say, he's on his way. Say, he'll be here soon. And then he says, keep a tight grip. In other words, be tenacious. Don't let go. You're going to have to be tenacious to be able to hold firm and to stay strong and to grow spiritually. And then 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 16. I'm going to turn there and then, and then I'll read it in the message. But 1 Timothy, Paul is really uh, instructing Timothy to, to, uh, to be tenacious in his spiritual growth. And you could read the whole context of this, of this, uh, chapter four. He's really encouraging Timothy, a son in the faith, to grow spiritually and be growing and be an influence in other people's lives. And he says this in verse 16. He said, take heed to yourself. This is like the capstone of this instruction about spiritual growth and maturity. Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this, you will save both yourself and those who hear you. He said, take heed to yourself. The message again says this, keep a firm grasp upon your character and your teaching. In other words, don't let go. Be tenacious. I'm telling you, you got to stay with this. This thing called spiritual growth and maturity, you got to be tenacious with it. You can't let it go. You got to hang on to it. You got to keep a firm grip on it. Somebody say, you got to hang on to this stuff. You got to stay tenacious. This whole study stirred me to do a little Google search and, and, uh, uh, some interesting things that I'm just in the middle of learning. I found a book about tenacity and about, uh, it's called grit and it's not a, it's not a, a biblical, it's not a, uh, uh, it's just a, a book. It's about purpose and perseverance. And this lady, she began to study this whole principle of why people give up and why some people don't give up and why some are tenacious and some are not. And, and uh, she starts the illustration with with uh, West Point and all the people who spend years trying to get into West Point and, and they they weed down the, the group and they're trying to find the best of the best. And then they get, I think it's down to 1,250 who actually make it out of thousands and within weeks people who've been trying to get into West Point for years and years and years within weeks they start dropping like flies because there's something about the the the, the pressures of all that that cause people to realize they're not near as tenacious as they thought they were or as other people thought they were and so to accomplish God's kingdom purposes We've got to learn to whatever the case or whatever the circumstance to hold on tight and not quit. One thing the book, a little side note is it's not your education that makes you tenacious. It's not your IQ that makes you tenacious. It's not, there's just something on the inside. I'm telling you, we got somebody on the inside. If we'll realize we got Jesus Christ. How many of you know he endured some things in order to accomplish the kingdom purposes? And so, hey, we've got to, we got to build an environment of tenacity. Everybody go, come on. I ain't letting go. I'm tempted to quote Popeye, but I'll stop. Oh, you, oh, go ahead. No, I won't. 
Well, he did. He said, I've had all I can stand and I can't stand no more. You know what? That's the way, that's the attitude we've got to have when it comes to spiritual growth. We can't quit. We've just got to say, hey, I'm going to stay with this. I'm going to be tenacious. I'm not going to let go. I'm going to keep a tight grip. Tenacity is vital to the development of healthy habits in our life. Tenacity is vital and spiritual growth doesn't just happen. It happens when we get tenacious about growing spiritually and, and realizing, man, I can't, this is not haphazard. Spiritual growth can't just be a haphazard case, sirrah, or, you know, you know, hope it works out kind of okay for me kind of thing. If we're going to grow spiritually and become who he wants us to be, we've got to be tenacious about it and dogged. And say, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to hang tough. I'm going to keep growing. I'm not going to be sidetracked. I'm not going to, as as uh, Revelation 3 says, be distracted and lose some of the reward that God has for me because I got off track spiritually. You know anybody that ever been off track spiritually? Anybody here ever been off track spiritually? It's easy to get off track. And, and so we've got to be tenacious Determination is the founder of any discipline. You've got to be determined and say, I'm going to do it. I'm going to keep track of this. And, and in fact, if we follow in the footsteps of Jesus, we know he was very tenacious about spiritual things. In fact, what does it say about him? It says one of the things that I think in Luke, he says about his, 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 it says, as was his custom was. He went into the temple and began to uh, pr- preach and teach the scriptures as was his custom. In other words, he had a habit of, of spiritual things in his life. How many of you know he, he had a habit of prayer in his life? He would rise, what, a great while before day. And even if we just follow in the footsteps of Jesus, we learn he was very tenacious concerning the things of God. Everybody say Amen. And so tenacity towards spiritual disciplines and spiritual growth, if we're going to build that in our life, I just want to give you some principles about tenacity, some biblical principles to help you in your journey. Uh, and the first one is this, uh, hey, if you're going to grow spiritually and develop tenacity, that capacity to just take a firm hold on and not quit, you got to understand it takes time. Everybody say it takes time. Now, there's a lot been said about the development of spiritual habits in our life. How long does it take? How long does it take? You know, you can just Google it. You'll find all kinds of answers. You know, kind of at one point there was someone, I can't remember his name. He did this study and he said, he gave this general kind of rule of thumb. It takes 28 days or 30 days to develop a habit, but he wasn't setting that as a rule of thumb and people took it uh, as the gospel uh, and and said, well, it just takes 30 days. Well, a, a more realistic study. And in fact, this, uh, this lady by the name of Filipina Lally, Everybody say, hello, Filipina. I don't know if that's how you pronounce her name, uh, but she was a health psychology researcher at the University College in London. And she studied this whole thing of developing habits. And, she, and it says this, uh, in a study published in the European Journal of Social Psychology, she, it says it took anywhere from 18 to 254 days for people to form a new habit. In other words, it's, hey, it takes what? Somebody say it. Everybody say it takes time. You're not going to grow spiritually in a day. It takes time. 
In fact, the scripture reveals that our entire life long is the time it takes for us because we never uh, totally and completely arrive. It takes time. That's why Jesus, it says it about him in, uh, in, I quoted it a minute ago, Mark chapter one, verse 34, 34 and 35. Now he would rise a great while before day and there he would go out to the solitary place and there he did what? He prayed. If you can learn anything from that, you know, he realized it takes some dedicated time to grow spiritually. Are you with me? Say amen. Philippians chapter one, verse six says this, being confident of this very thing, follow me now, that he who has begun a good work in you will perform it or complete it. That's a great promise, but here, let me finish it. Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will perform it or will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. In other words, it takes... So, hey, you just need to realize this. If you're going to be tenacious, you got to understand something. However long it takes, it's going to take all our lifetime, okay, to keep growing spiritually. And so you can't just say, well, you know, i got 30 minutes here, Lord. Let's get some spiritual growth going. It takes time. I read a study. In fact, let me just throw this out. I emailed you all a little a, a book called Principles of Spiritual Growth that you're supposed to be reading. If you're not reading it, let me just pastorally shame on you. It's the, it's great material. It's simple material. Well, I say simple. There's a lot of scripture. There's a lot of uh, information from other resources. Uh, Miles J. Stanford wrote it, Principles of Spiritual Growth. And he talks about time and the time we need. And it just takes a lot of time. He, he gives an illustration. One student asked his teacher, uh, uh, his professor, is there some way I can speed this process up? And he said, well, maybe so. But understand something about people, about growing things. If you want to be a squash, it doesn't take much time. But if you want to be an oak tree, it's going to take your life. It takes time. And so we need to under, hey, and so we've got to get out of, in this world we live in where everything is instantaneous this, instantaneous that. We got instant potatoes. We got instant this, instant that. Hey, you can't fat, you can't fast track yourself to spiritual maturity. It takes time. So we need to realize that and that'll help us be tenacious and understand, hey, it's going to take time. It's going to take my life. I, we must dedicate our lives and be tenacious in it. I'm, I've dedicated my life to becoming more like Christ and, and, and serving him and growing in him and being what he wants me to do. It's a lifestyle that will take our life. Amen. Some people say, well, I'm going to grow spiritually on Sunday morning every other month, a couple of, maybe a couple of times a month, or maybe every other month. That's when I'm dedicating myself to grow spiritually. Hello. That's not a lifestyle. It takes time. Everybody say it takes time. Building an environment of spiritual growth, a tenacious environment towards spiritual growth takes your time. Number two, it takes trusting. Now, here's what I want. This is so important. And if you look at Luke chapter 12, you can look at it later, but it's basically this. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a, 
really the context is not about spiritual growth per se. It's about trusting God with our stuff and that he, you know, he talks about, you know, see the birds of the air and the, and the lilies of the field and how they grow. He's talking about trusting God uh, and be, and relax in this process and trust him in the process of time that you are growing spiritually. It says this about the lilies of the field. It says, consider the lilies of the field how they grow. They don't toil and sweat. Now, this is not a, a, what he's saying here, and the lesson I want you to learn, growth requires us to trust God because there's no growth without God. Everybody say, there's no growth without God. You got to trust God. And, and, And we talked about this morning in growth group, for some of you who missed, about the, the, the realization that God without, it's a miracle. We, we need God. We got to trust God in our life, but we got to trust Him with our spiritual journey. It's not just us and, you know, just, you know, putting our own shoulder to the plow and getting smarter and, and, and being tougher spirit. It's about trusting God more in every area of our life. You go back to that Philippians 1 6, being confident of this. That he who has begun a good work in you will complete it. Trust God for your spiritual growth. He's the only one can help you grow. And it's a partnership for sure. But without faith in him, you can't put faith in your own self. How many of you know we, we don't have the capacity to grow spiritually? It's a miracle. By Hey, growth is a miracle. Man. It just, it just when flowers begin to bloom, I go, that's miraculous. When things are born, that's miraculous. Things begin to grow. Look at that. We have to, it, it, hey, we got to be tenacious in our trust towards God that we are growing spiritually. How many of you know sometimes you can't see it? Others may see it, but we don't see it. We just, we don't see it. Maybe we don't even feel it. How many of you know you don't have to feel like you're growing to grow? It's a confidence thing. It's a trusting thing. I'm going to trust God for my life, and I'm going to trust that I'm not going to be the same old, same old. I'm putting my faith and confidence in Him, being confident of this very thing. Ooh, this very thing. He who has begun a good work in me will complete it. I'm about to be 62 years old. My wife will beat me there by about three months, four months. And, And you know what I'm realizing more and more? I have not arrived. There's a whole lot more for me to learn. I'm reading a book for goodness sake. I'm, I'm gonna, I haven't got it all that. I'm growing up. I'm gonna keep growing. I don't wanna stop growing. Amen. Being confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will perform it or complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Let me give you a quote from old brother Miles J. Stanford in the book, Principles of Spiritual Growth. Until the believer or the Christian, until the believer is absolutely and scripturally sure of his standing, he is not going to do much standing. I got to read that again. Now, notice the confidence factor. Notice the trust factor. Until the Christian is absolutely and scripturally sure of his standing. He's talking about his position with God. 
he'll not do much standing. In other words, it's going to take some confidence, not just in ourselves, but in God and who we are in Christ and the fact that we're growing spiritually and we're, 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 we're building our life on the sure foundation and we're growing the way that we're growing God's way. And until we beget that footing in our life about spiritual growth and, and we, until we get some confidence in our standing, we're not going to do much standing. We're not going to do much growing. So it's trusting. Growing God's way requires God. Let me show you one more passage. This Second Timothy. If you're in First Timothy, go to Second Timothy. Second Timothy uh, chapter 1. I, sh- I shared that this, this this morning of how it takes really three, three inroads for our spiritual growth. Verse 13, hold fast. Paul says to Timothy, hold fast the pattern of sound words, which you have heard from me. Now, there's two people involved in that statement. There's Paul and there's Timothy. How many of you know it takes others to help us grow, right? And it takes ourselves to help us grow because we got to do some holding fast, right? But then look what he says. He said, hold fast the pattern of sound words, which you've heard from me in faith and love, which are in Christ Jesus, that good thing which was committed to you, keep... By the Holy Spirit, there we go, who dwells in you. It takes the help of others. It takes the help of ourselves. And it takes the help of the Holy Spirit in our life for us to hold fast, be tenacious, and grow spiritually. We've got to trust that when we put our spiritual shoulder to the plow, that God's going to help us. The Holy Spirit is going to help us. That's what Jesus said. I'm not going to leave you without a comforter, about a helper. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit, and he will help you. Amen. I've had people say, Pastor, the Bible don't make any sense. I read it, I don't understand it. Well, understand you've got the Holy Spirit will help you. And if you can't get a hold of Him, just Google it for goodness sakes. Hello? I mean, you can't believe everything you Google, but man, there's some good help out there. You got to chew up the meat, spit out the bones. But I'm telling you, there's all kinds of help. I emailed you some called Principles of Spiritual Growth, by the way. Oh, that'll help you if you'll read it. It's chock full of the Word of God. It's chock full of others' insights and, 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 and information to help you grow spiritually. But you got to trust in God and say, man, I'm just going to trust that He's going to help me. I'm telling you, God, when you just say, God help me. He helps you. Amen. So building an environment of tenacity to grow spiritually, it requires time. It requires trusting. And then it requires training. That means we've got to be good students. We've got to let others into our world. It's like I just read to you. Paul said, hold fast, Timothy, to these sound words that I've given you. We've got to be trained in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. And that's what Proverbs 22, 6 says. Train up a child in the way he's he should go. And when he's old, he'll not depart from it. How many of you know that that principle is true with spiritual things and children in the faith? It takes training in our life. It it just doesn't happen. Spiritual growth just doesn't happen. It doesn't come by osmosis. You don't get it just by, here I am growing spiritually. It takes time, effort, and energy, and we've got to allow others to speak into our life. In fact, Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy, he said, hey, these things that I've told you, you go find some faithful men and you teach them too. 
In fact, we said something this morning about spiritual health has a lot to do not just with God and others helping us, but with us helping others. It takes training where we say, I'm going to be trained in this. Some of you are specialty people in your field. And the last thing you need me to do is getting into the middle of your world and pushing the wrong buttons. We have training. We learn. How many of you appreciate the fact that Dr. Janet doesn't take the day off and Tommy fills the office? Can you imagine? Can you imagine going to the doctor? Tommy walks out. Can I help you? <laughs> Careful now. Get him in order. He just validated this whole illustration right there, didn't he? All right. And so there are people that can train us. And the writer of Hebrews in Hebrews 5, he said, by now, you ought to be teachers. But you've come to need others to teach you again. You're still babies. You should be teachers, but you need others to come and teach you again the elementary principles of God. We need others training in our life. And realize that, that, hey, Spiritual growth is not a solo activity. It takes, it takes others. It takes the Holy Spirit. It takes ourselves. It's a, it's a team effort for us to grow spiritually. You can read that in Ephesians 4. And then number five, four, let me give you another good tenacious principle. It's telling. First Timothy 4, 6, Paul said this to Timothy. I love this. He said in verse 6, if you, he's talking to Timothy, instruct the brethren in these things. He's talking about principles of, of the word of God. If you instruct the brethren in these things, you will be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished in the words of faith and of the good doctrine which you have carefully followed. And there's the principle that I uh, inferred to you a few moments ago. If you, hey, you want to build a, an atmosphere of tenacity, you just need to be telling people what God is telling you through other people. You need to go, as Paul told Timothy, find some other faithful folks and tell them, teach them, train them. And it has a way of nourishing you spiritually. When you share what God is sharing with you. Amen. And then finally, this is nobody's, nobody enjoys this part, but it's certainly a part of developing an atmosphere of tenacity. There always is a time of testing to see if we have arrived or if we're where we need to be. And God tests us for sure. Have you read the story of Job? I said, have you read the story of Job? Man. He had arrived to a level of spiritual maturity. And God was confident in where he had arrived to, and he was willing. Let me just say, God's not, God doesn't have a problem putting you on the testing block. And how many of you know he tests us not just by uh, 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 multiple choice? <laughs> how many of you know the testings of God are not a written exam, but they're life experiences? And we know that Job passed the test. 
And he said, naked I came into my mother's womb, and naked shall I return. The Lord has given, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And if you read through the whole book, you'll come to the end and you realize, man, God gave him back all that had he had lost, and he got, he got uh, uh, abundant. He passed the test. There's always a test. God tests us, but let me tell you what Paul said concerning this right here. When it comes to spiritual maturity, let me just say, our tenacity level, we got to be willing to test ourselves. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 13, 5, examine yourselves as to whether you be in the faith. Test yourselves. Let me tell you something. That's an easier test than the other tests. If you just say, let me, I'm just going to test myself. I'm just going to prove myself here. I've got to be on target. I've got to, hey, I've got to, if I'm going to be tenacious, I've got to pass the test of, of life. And so I'm going to test myself. I'm going to keep myself in line. I'm going to, uh, uh, put myself in a place where, where I examine my spiritual life to see if I'm growing spiritually and be honest with ourselves. Amen. It takes tenacious believer. To grow spiritually. It takes a tenacious Christian, someone who gets a hold of it and doesn't let go, doesn't let the, 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 the wind of doctrine push them here and there and everywhere. And as Revelation says, doesn't let uh, someone distract us and steal our crown. It takes tenacity to grow spiritually. Perseverance, endurance, a dogged attitude that says, I don't care, care what comes my way. I'm not letting go. Wow. And there's a lot of influences in the world that will tempt us to let go. I know people, places, people in different times and places in my spiritual journey where they, at some point, because of, of maybe the test was too hard or the time seemed too long or, or, or the lack of trust in God uh, and, and the lack of willingness to be teachable in the process, they let go. And in these last days, we need some tenacious, Spirit-filled, blood-bought, born-again, tenacious people who say, I'm going to grow and become like Christ. I don't care what anybody says. I've met people before, I'm sure you have too, well, they got all kinds of excuses. Well, if it, it, you know, our pastor just didn't foot the bill. Our man, that you know, it just didn't work out, and all these reasons why you're not—they're not growing spiritually. Listen, God holds us accountable for what He begun in us. He has begun a good work in us. He'll complete it. But you know how He won't complete it if we resist Him and the process. So this morning, let's stand together. Let's pray to God. Let's ask God to help us be what Jesus was and to be that tenacious believer, that tenacious Christian who says, I'm not letting go. I'm going to hang on to what God has in my life. Father, today as we stand,
as we come together for this moment. We look to you. For Lord, without you, we're nothing. Without you, we'll never grow spiritually. We'll never become like you. You are our model. You are our mentor. And the Holy Spirit you've given us is the one who's brought alongside our paraclete, the one who's come to help us. We put our trust in you today. We can't do this by ourselves. I would encourage you this morning, however you can, what, and whatever package you want to put it, just come to God and just lay yourself before him and say, Lord, I need your help today to become more like you, to be tenacious and determined and persevering through the process of becoming more like you. Help us, Jesus. Holy Spirit, have your way in our life. We trust you, Lord Jesus. We lean into you today and help us to be tenacious, growing, thriving, persevering, determined and disciplined believer. I know it takes time, Lord. I know it takes trust. It takes teaching and training. Lord, we open our ears and our eyes and our hearts to hear what you have to say through us and to us. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Spirit of God. Now, with every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to pray for you today. Because I believe today that God has others in our path that He wants us to tell about Jesus. This week, He wants to put us on a path towards tenacity when it comes to helping others because helping others has a whole lot to do with spiritual growth and health. Right now, let's just ask God to help us realize next week as a day of divine opportunity. Lord Jesus, I pray for this church family. I pray, Lord God, that as we go from this place, Lord, you would put it in our hearts to know that each day has divine opportunities to tell someone, to help someone, to touch someone, to minister to someone, to, to, to invest in others, Lord. I pray this week we would realize, Lord God, that we're here at not only to be invested in by you and others, but Lord, to be investors in other people. Lord, bring them into our path today. Bring them into our world today. And Lord, help us get into their world. And as Jesus got in the disciples' boat, Lord, let us get into the boat of people who need you and they need someone like you, Lord God, in their life and in their world. In Jesus' name, we pray. And everybody said amen.